Hey, Gary. Yes? Hey, do you want to do a podcast with me where we explore core topics? Oh, fuck yeah! Yes! Hey, and let's call it Queer Nundrum. Oh my god, yes! Awesome! Please listen carefully. Hey, welcome to our show, Queer Nundrum! Been a minute. This is your host, Holly Greystone. And this is your other amazingly fabulous host, Gary M. Thorin Jr. Hey, beautiful. God, it was it literally has been quite a long minute. Unexpectedly, yeah. we put ourselves on hold to do life. Process. Yeah, process yeah. shit. You know, I don't <laughs> I mean, as much as we love our audience, sometimes oh we have God. to love ourselves more, you know. <laughs> Honestly, how can you how can you give or you know outwardly do things if you you don't take care of yourself along the along the way? So that makes sense. I mean, and I think part of it has been good. I think we're we're changing. We're going to try changing the format of the show a little bit, um, where we yeah. each are bringing in topics that the other one doesn't even know about. So we'll have be able to ask questions and things like that. So exactly. And so I think it gave us a, a chance to refocus. And who knows? We may do this two weeks ago. Fuck it, we're done for good. Or we may do it for another 20 years. Who knows? So. Who knows? <laughs> and, but, uh, you know, adopting the show to meet our needs where we are right now, I think, you know, we're still a young podcast by all means. And most podcasts really don't start kicking off until their third to fifth year anyway. Um, and we've just had some, uh, we've had a lot of life happen between the two of us. Yeah. And we don't do this for money, although that would be delightful. And if we did, we'd be able to record and do do more for the mm -hmm. show. Um, but we have to, We in the meantime, we still have to work and we still have to take care of things. And so uh, if there is somebody out there who's independently wealthy that would like to send us all the money in the world for us to, to do this whole time, we can, we can do that. We could hire some people and make this happen. Until then, we're just going to, we're going to live life. So yeah, please, anybody, you know, those independently wealthy people out there, <laughs> please, you know, you can use us, abuse us. It's, it's okay. Well, well, wait a minute. <laughs> anyway. Okay with being used and abused. <laughs> <laughs> One of us is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. But yeah, no, how, how have things been? How are the kiddos and the work and all that? Uh Work has been, I, again, fabulous. Uh, I, it's been such a pivoted at this time in my life to switch to a different kind of work. I've enjoyed it completely. I enjoy most weekends getting the entire weekend off. I say most. I went in yesterday for like a whole total of three hours to, because at the end of a payroll, I go, I might as well do it today and stuff like that. But I've enjoyed that. Yes, the money is not as good as, as I was making, but boy, my quality of life is so much better. Um, so that's that's been great. Um, I, By the way, Darcy uh, really likes you and Desiree and wants to be able to spend more time with you. So Aww, side note. So, yeah. For the side note, hashtag making it happen. <laughs> um, Dean's doing great. Uh, he's still enjoying his job um he's more to come on that there's issues happening with that which we could talk about off the air which i just 
that we didn't get to talk about, but we'll. I I am sorry. Yeah, you're right. We just kind of. Yeah. yeah. No, that's okay. And then we'll we just... have um, grandkids are doing good. Asher, the oldest, is you know five. I think everybody knows he's very ah. much five. He is now in kindergarten. Um, okay. They are both now going to different versions of the Montessori. So they're both at Gladys right now. So, which is good because that's where Lily, my daughter, works. So they're all there. Um, let's see. Uh, then we have uh, uh, Lily's actually looking for a car now. She's actually, so okay. hopefully that happens soon. Uh, and then we have um, Dean and I are working on the play. Uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. We're into our we're going into our third week of rehearsals on that. Um, and I am getting fucking old. I'm sitting there going, I am exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> but it's I'm I'm enjoying it. it. It's it's fun to do. Um, it's funny as I'm doing it. I realize I'm I enjoy it. It's not the kind of enjoyment I used to have, and actually that's why I. I kind of reached out to you and strong arm getting this podcast going again because I realized this is what I really want to do is I like it. Not that I don't love theater, but I like this more. Yeah. But it's just, it's different. It's a different yeah. energy and time. And yeah, it's, yeah, I totally get it. Um, and then let's see, I have, uh, well, the cats are doing great. Uh, they're not liking the fact now that we um, just started having the door shut again um, because it's starting to get a little too chilly. Um, most of the time when we've been home, unless we've had the air conditioning going, we've had a, the door open so they could go in and out. They're not pleased with us, you know, because right. they, you know, so. Um, and then, um, real, oh, so I finally, I it took me forever, but I finally, made the time and went and got my Idaho driver's license. I now have that. Oh, no, you did not. Yeah, so. What? Well, right, and well, I mean. Idaho claimed another one. <laughs> well, and here's the issue. Pullman, you know, Pullman, your, your housing prices are so motherfucking high on everything that it became, you know, that right now as much as politically i like washington better than moss than idaho moscow is an easier place to live so i so um you know when you when you are become a, the next city council person you know <laughs> make sure and take care of that okay because i know that's oh, yeah, within that's your totally parameters within my so. power yep yeah it. <laughs> um, totally going to make that happen absolutely wish I okay could. <laughs> i wish i could I, I wish that was something that we you know as a community we could set those prices it's i don't know how to influence those things but it is it's ridiculous it's so it's so high price it's just not obtainable for so many people and that's not well I, you know it's 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 i i you know good for people trying to sell houses but jesus I, I anyway so um i do before i forget i need to um one of the reasons i want to do this podcast again was because um one of the people i've connected with on twitter um her twitter name is b sassy it's b-e-e 
S-A-S-Y, was asking when we were going to do some work because she enjoys listening to, to our podcast. She's a person who still lives in Texas, and um, she and her husband are very big supporters of Aww. queer rights, and I just want to put a, a shout out to her and her husband. Thank you for being you guys, and um, also out to Kai, who is um, also asking when the fuck we're going to do another podcast. And so he's so... Fair, fair question. Fair question. Yeah, so um, those two people. Oh, and one of our, you know, our, you know, your, 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 your sister who you've never met, Hannah. Um, I just putting out a... I need to touch bases to with that human. Yeah, so um, at some point you guys will have to meet. I think if we all can meet like in, you know, someplace in... In I I hate to say this th this word but Utah that might be a I know <laughs> Utah but yeah, so. you really struggled with that one <laughs> but um but so um I want I think that needs to happen at some point because I think you two could be really good friends well I think you know I mean we know that Desiree who you know she likes everybody or if she doesn't she fakes it really well so I mean. So, but so I know that Desiree would be good friends with Hannah, but I just think you and Hannah would get along really, really well. So, um, but that's kind of what's going on with my life. So what's going on with your life that you want to talk to people about? Um, try really hard not to laugh. Um, I have just been working through some things since losing my, my job back in April. It's unexpectedly just kind of changed some things. So mostly, See, you were fired. I mean, uh, you, you were fired. I was fired. I, uh, you were saying it nicer, but you were I was fired. Saying it nicer, yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, that was just that was really hard. Um, I've never just been, I've never been fired, period. And so yeah. that was just a, that was just rough. Um, you know, you go through imposter syndrome, you go through all these self doubt. Like I must have done something so terribly wrong that they couldn't even tell me what I did wrong, so they just let me go. And I can't identify what that is because it doesn't, it doesn't exist. You know, so there are, and you don't necessarily know what that is at the time. And so I've been working through that on top of just, we've had a lot of setbacks with getting our gallery open. We've had a, we had more than a few surprises and we're processing that. And so we're in a new place. I'm in a new place of stress that I haven't experienced before and I'm, been taking the time to really process myself through that moment through those moments so that if I'm ever in that situation again I can approach it with grace and with courage and not withdraw and I you know so I'm really taking the time to to grow through the experience while trying to figure out how we move forward uh with the situation that is it is out of our control like we can't control these a lot of these setbacks um, and that's a, that's a life lesson that I'm really just grasping, um, an understanding of there's only so much that we can actually control. And that is hard. It's, it's really hard. Like we want to do so much for, for our family and our friends and our community. And we want to give and we want to give and we want to give. And at the end of the day, it, we have given so much of ourselves that we need to reevaluate the time and energy that we're doing that. And like we said at the beginning, you know, really focus on our home, our family, 
and rebuilding ourselves so that we can be at a healthy place of giving. And I've never, I have not been in that situation in a very long time. And if ever, even when I was poor and living out of my car, I still had something to give, but energy or time. And I, I'm at that point where I really have to be picky about how I do that. And that's, that's hard. It's become really hard to do that. So I've, I've withdraw, withdrawn from a couple of vol, uh, voluntary um, areas that I was volunteering in. Um, still support, but I need to step back time-wise and, and focus on, on family. So that's been hard. Um, I've been applying for jobs. And either I'm not getting calls because I have a female name or I don't have a degree in nursing or coding. Not really sure. It is it is bizarre. I have never gone this long without a job. Um, I've always been able to find something. Now, yes, I could probably work in fast food, um, which is nothing wrong with that. It unfortunately doesn't pay as much as what I need to accommodate the the needs of our family. Um, so yeah, it's it's to that point where I am looking at fast food jobs or. Fans only. Apparently, I got cute, sexy feet. I could probably make about $5,000 a month just showing pictures of my feet. So we may do that. We'll see. I, It's just trying to figure it out. <laughs> well, no, I'm, it, see, you can't see, but I'm smiling right now because <laughs> when I was trying to find a job, I had people get a hold of me going, you know, if you did an OnlyFans page, there are people who'd really, I'm like going, yeah, no. I can see, but you know, it's funny, but you know, well, it's but uh, but it's changed. It's not people think, oh, well, that's just like it's it's porno or whatever. It's like, no, it's people. They're like playing with like bubble wrap and stuff like that's a thing. Like people just. Oh, this was they wanted. They were saying if I would show my body and shit like that. And like, I mean, I had some very serious offers and I won't lie. Briefly, I thought about it. But I'm like, yeah, no, we'll let, let we'll let some of this remain to the imaginations. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the last thing I'll say is I, I have started, uh, pre-menopause. Fantastic. A couple weeks ago, well, two weeks ago, almost to the day I would, I would just had like what felt like this furnace just get ignited from within and it just, and I was dripping in sweat in an air conditioned room and I'm sitting still dripping in sweat and it has been going on for about three days. And we're, I'm standing in the kitchen with my wife and her mom. And I'm like, God, it's just, it's so hot in here. How are you guys not hot? And I'm like in a tank top and shorts and I'm dripping in sweat. And I was like, this has been going on for a couple of days. And I'm just like dabbing the sweat. The two of them look at each other smile my wife's mom turns back and looks at me and goes well you did just turn 40 after all and then high-fived each other and began laughing I ran out of the kitchen with my coffee I was like no no grabbed a glass of wine on my way out I'm like not talking to you guys and they were just they yeah so I talked to my doctor recently because I had an appointment already scheduled and I was like, is it possible at my age that it could be in pre-menopause? And she said, absolutely. It is definitely possible. Given your family history, it, yeah. And I'm currently having one as we talk. I am dripping in sweat and it is so uncomfortable. It is, 
It is a new thing to figure out. I carry, now I understand why women carry like little napkins, like little like cloth things that they can like dab themselves or fan themselves. And that's where I'm at. I'm having to do that now. And I'm, I'm, I'm laughing, but I feel, <laughs> I feel bad for you. So it's, I, I mean. it's, yeah, it's, it's gotten better. Like it's kind of tamed itself down a little bit, but it's, it's visible. And it's funny to me that it's visible. But well, key, a, I just checked the temp. Remember, too, it's seven. You just have folks understand right now it's 70 degrees outside. So, and, and it and we're in an air conditioned room, which is about yeah. seven, about 70 degrees. And I'm not moving, like, I'm not, <laughs> but I'm just like internal fires is going off inside of me. So, it's been it's been a fun experience to to go through that and just know that you know that things are happening. So, anyway. Uh -huh. Yeah, I mean, life is, life is good. The family's healthy. I had we had back to back vet emergencies that ran up quite a bill. Everybody is fine. They they got into something and um, weren't eating for several days, and that was concerning. But they're doing great now. The cat is still an asshole. Um, now has discovered she could get on my dresser and is now trying to get up there every day, and that's a process to figure out. Keep her off there. Um, Oh, yeah, good. I mean, really, things are good. There's some stressors, of course, but staying positive and looking for the the good in life and keeps you keeps you going. Are you are you still going for city council or where's that? I at? am. I am. Yeah. I'm still running for city council. It's going really well. I have a campaign manager. I have a friend who's offered to help um, with marketing uh, with some getting some materials out. I have my political science is it coming. is it who we know is that yes. who? yeah okay all right yeah. so yeah um marcia and i had had a great conversation and so they are um they seem very happy to help out and i'm i'm excited <laughs> to have them um on the team and they have a i've learned a lot from them and i look forward to seeing that they're going to do uh for our community their community as well so yeah just it's going well. Um, it is, you know, there's obviously a little bit of stress involved in that. I've had some hate messages come in and, you know, you just don't give it any energy and you just move on. And yeah, if you're making those people happy, you're doing something wrong. And so that, that I know I'm moving in the, in the right direction as a, as, as a result of that. So it's actually a great feedback. It's like, Oh, good. You don't like me. Perfect. I'm doing it right. So, well, yeah, it's, I mean, you're getting traction. So that's the big thing. So. Yeah. I, it's starting to scare people. I think it was a little unexpected that I, I, that I was running. Um, and the topics that I'm running on are pedestrian safety and infrastructure improvement are two of my big things. And that the fact that our city does not have the support to execute the things that there are city council votes and, and wants our staff to do, but we just don't give them the support to make it happen. And that's a real issue for me. It, it, any workplace environment when the supervisors, hey, do this thing, but don't give them resources, that's not okay. But anyway, yeah. we should get into our show. I think it's funny. I was just about ready to, I was about ready to say the same thing. So. Okay, so you're good with that. All right. So All right. I'm going to kick this, kick us off with um, some queer news. Uh, so I'm just going to hit you guys with a few hot hot headlines and then i'm going to talk about a few things that i i found interesting in the in just the queer news as it were so the hot headlines kansas no longer uh to no longer change transgender people's birth um certificates to reflect their gender identities so 
Thank you for that, Kansas asshole. Moving on. Tennessee has elected its first transgender lawmaker. Good job, Tennessee. High five. Alabama Public Library Services voted to create a list of inappropriate books for kids. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Because then parents or the kids can choose not to read that. Preferably, depending on the content, parents are involved. But we should have access to these books. So going on the things that being banned, no, not that kind of ban, but more bans on the LGBTQ. Um, as we start another academic year, and it's, you know, it's underway across the country, more school boards across the country are debating on banning the LGBTQ pride flag. In fact, recently, two California school districts have banned the display of LGBTQ pride flags this last Tuesday. As the organizations and other municipalities have moved to limit the flag on display, often citing controversy around them. You can find this on USA Today. Uh, the American Civil Liberties Union has teamed up with the Gilbert Baker Foundation. It's a foundation that works, uh, that has supported the queer flag and queer rights. Um, they, are they are working to create legal resources for communities across the country to fight against proposals to banning the pride flag. Um, I know here in our community, we are not allowed to have the pride flag on display on city property. And the reason that we've been given is that if we put that flag on display, we have to put the three percenter flag on display or the Confederate flag on display. So if we say yes to one group, we have to say yes to all groups is the reasoning behind this. And although I think in some cases there is a genuine that is a genuine belief and concern there is also running along parallel to that is the continuing banning of books educational material um, resources medical resources there's a lot of other things that are being tied to that so seeing that seeing the flag being taken down or being being attacked it's not being attacked just on its, uh, it's all these other things around our community that are being attacked. You can learn more about this at the Gilbert Baker Foundation. We'll drop the link in the show notes. They actually have a great interactive map that will show you where different flag bannings have happened across the country. One of which has happened right here in Washington state. And as of August of 2022, Kennewick, Washington school board has unanimously passed a new policy on race and curriculum, the conservative board members feared that the critical race theory was being taught in classrooms, even though teachers have expressed that critical race theory is a college-level concept and is not part of the high school curriculum. Unsurprisingly, the Kennewick District board members have been pushing new policies concerning the pride flag, among others. So... <laughs> The guy who drafted this proposal to the to to the city said that the pride flag is distracting. The solution, he says, the solution to me is to remove controversial controversial issues that invoke strong strong emotions, and just remove the remove those from the school so that everyone can feel comfortable. That's not only the most conductive environment. It's not the most conductive environment to learn. Um, he, okay, first of all, strong, strong emotions. Really, you think banning books or a flag is going to make that better? I I don't know, man. What do you think? Do you think the, did you think that there was 
strong, strong emotions in school? Well, okay, so my entire thought process goes, okay, fine. If you want to ban the pride flag, that means you have to ban showing the United States flag because that brings up strong emotions of Jehovah's Witnesses. Well, it's controversial. It is. So if they want to do that. war. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's, I mean, so if they're doing that, they need to do it across the board. You know, just like to me in Pullman, then do it across the board. If you're going to ban something, no flags at all. You know, if they're truly going to say that. Right. Right. You, then it has to be, you know, they can't just say, oh, but this one's acceptable. Right. And this one's not. So or saying, hey, this is the land of the free. And then everybody who is a, a descendant of slaves, a descendant of, of native communities are like, really, this is the land of the free? Because now we have even more so now. I, it's always been part of our culture, the queer people. It's like, really, this is the land of the free? I, I have to be careful about what time of day I'm walking. And where I go, violence yeah. across this country has exponentially increased in the last couple of years. Just in Portland alone, there's been 45 hate crime murders against queer people or people defending queer people. And it's like Portland, Oregon, really. That's mind boggling to me that that is happening. But that is the world that we're in right now. And it's, yeah, freaking it's just, that's distracting. You know what else is distracting? Uh, people coming into our schools with guns and killing people. Distracting. And on that note, that how many how many people have proposed training teachers on how to shoot guns instead of just saying, "Oh my gosh," you know, and just instead of just doing a, a ban yeah. of guns. I mean, I'm not even saying a ban, just. Just restrictions or training. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. It's, oh my gosh. It's so. crazy. And then there's, there's a whole attack against teachers demasculating boys. Teach your, teach your boys how to be men before your teachers teach them how to be women. Really? Oh, I know. Really? Okay. Yeah. And so yeah, they can do that. What they're going to teach them is how to shut off their devices and pay attention in school. That's what they're going to do if they could have that kind of control. Sorry. There's it, it's funny in in talking about Tennessee, there was just I just saw a thing on Instagram and I didn't I, I can't quote it verbatim because I just saw it and laughed and moved on. But a, a mayoral candidates, uh their one of their advisors is now uh looking at charges put against them because they stated that the that the schools I, I want to say it's Nashville, but I can't remember which which in Tennessee are um, teaching uh, this one LBGTQ plus organization is teaching young kids how to use butt plugs. What? And I, so I actually had to read the article because I go, okay, what is this? It's not, and it's the truth. She was saying that this is, I mean, I thought, okay, this is all a lie. It's not really happening. But yeah, so there's, there's that, that they, I mean, that, and it, I, I'm sorry, guys. I shouldn't because I, I don't, I don't, I didn't keep the, I didn't keep it. I'll have to try to find if we can add it into the website or something. But uh, I'm sorry. Did you say a queer group is actively teaching youth how to do this, or that was the mis misinformation? That was the misinformation that okay. this person put out that they're saying that these and whatever that I can't remember now what the group is actually doing. They're doing something 
really helping the LGBTQ plus community. Which and, makes way more sense. Oh yeah, no, and then she's putting this out, so she's in so much trouble it's right now. It's inflammatory. Oh, it is. it's terrible. And this stuff is allowed to happen, but God forbid we have a moment where we say something against the KKK or something. Oh, they have a right to talk. Now, what do you, you know, so it's... Oh, yeah, there was a legislator (laughs) recently that was like, oh, yeah, we believe in the freedom of speech, but just wait until we take control of the House and Senate. We're going to change that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For who? For you or for, like, yeah. It's it's just scary, the shit that people are putting out there. And that's been going on for a while, I know, but anyway. So, moving on. Um, over in Cleveland, Ohio, the Cleveland Catholic Diocese. This is fun. I laughed. It's it's terrible that this is happening, but I laugh because it's just stupid. He says any kind of so-called social transitions, which is defined as the adoption of pronouns, clothing, haircuts, or other social expressions of gender or sex that expresses a sex or gender inconsistent with his or her God-given biological sex is is to be banned, is not is not permittable. In addition, gender-affirming medical care, treatment, or surgery of any kind, attending a dance or a social event with a same-sex person, unless it's platonic, public affection with the same-sex person, celebrating or advocating sexual orientation or identity, leave your pride flags at home, people. Things that are required if and when a staff or faculty faculty member, wow, becomes aware that a minor has exp- is experiencing gender dysphoria or confusion, the minor's parent or guardian must be notified unless serious issues of harm is possible. There's a different process for that situation. Adults, you can out yourself or not if you wish. He goes on to say every bathroom must use or everyone must use a bathroom that corresponds to their God-given biological sex. All appearances, including hair, dress, and mannerisms, must correspond with their God-given biological sex. For any gender-specific institution, activities, events, or groups, people can join only those that correspond with their assigned sex at birth, except cisgender girls can play on cisgender boy teams if the institution leadership approves it. So what about the 1.7% of people that are born with both gen- genders or no gender expression that's a god-given birth what is that they're not were they in all of this right what the fuck ohio come on man this this junk yeah i have a link directly to the the document that was released by uh the catholic diocese um and then the the link to the news article on this so i'll drop that in the notes but i saw that and i was just like how is this does this guy not understand biology? He must not understand biology. God-given biological sex. Really? We're going to, trust me, we're going to be using this again. Jeez. I will say on that, I'm, that you, you got to remember that that a lot of those people who say that shit don't even acknowledge that there is that one, you said 1.7%. They don't, they don't even acknowledge they exist and that, they have that if they both if they both if they have both genitals that they're they think that they basically should have usually get the penis cut off and then they that they automatically become female because that's all you need to do is once you do that that's immediately 
you become that person then so it's stupid yeah but I, i'm gonna close out with one with one thing that i thought was really cool and i look forward to seeing this come out um it, elliot page is has a new film coming out called close to you uh and they're hoping they're this they're express this in in the nbc news but they're doing a film they, their film premiered in the toronto film festival on sunday and it explores the story of Paige's character, Sam, who returns home after gender transition for a family reunion, dreading the awkward questions and comments that he is likely to encounter. Um, it parallels Paige's life. It's co-written by Paige and Dominic Savage, who have also directed the film. Um, so I look I look forward to, to seeing that. I, I, it sounds like it got some pretty good reviews up in the film festival. And lastly, Lyft drivers and riders. Lyft has released a new feature to match women and non-binary riders with drivers of the same gender. Lyft says that it is ramping up its effort to provide women and non-binary users worry-free rides, whether they are the rider or the driver, which I thought was pretty cool, stepping in and, and putting in those safety things. And so that's starting in, in, a, in eight cities um, I'll link, I'll put the link in there for to NBC news on that particular piece, but I thought that was pretty cool. I know there's a lot of crazy shit going on out, out there, but there's a lot of good things going on out there too. Oh, there is. So is it my turn? It is absolutely your turn. <laughs> Go for it. So, beautiful. Lay it on me. To lighten things up quite a bit. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about a person who is actually known uh, being called the architecture of rock and roll. Okay. Um, he is no longer with us and he was quite um, an oxymoron in the queer culture. Sometimes he said he was gay. Sometimes he denounced him being gay, uh, going back and forth. Um, we are going to be talking about little Richard. Oh, okay. <laughs> he just recently um, had a, uh, they did a, a biography of him on CNN. So it made me start really looking into that. So I would I recommend people. It yeah, it, it, it was a very interesting, it was a very interesting biography. So I would check into that. But um, I want to start off by talking about where he was born. Uh, he was born in the 1930s in Macon, Georgia. His name at birth was Richard Wayne Penniman. And he, he had huge dreams. His love for music was more infectious than the common cold, people would say. They literally have made comments that he probably had a piano in his nursery crib, not a teddy bear. So <laughs> I'm gonna guess the parents might've tried to lead him towards this, but... Um, Legend has it that Little Richard was practicing the piano so much that his neighbors nicknamed him Little Richard and his 88 Keys of Chaos, <laughs> which I love. So um, That's cute. Um, I want to talk about things to begin with before we talk about his music. We want to talk about his style. Okay. I mean, when you, when you think of Little Richard, you usually, the first thing you think of is the personality. I mean, yeah. any of us are, you know, you, you don't think of the fact that he did Tutti Frutti 
which you do eventually. But the first thing you think of is that wild style he had, which has been because of him, people like Boy George, David Bowie, Annie Lennox, Grace Jones were all given the chance to express themselves in a way that they were able to without as much controversy because Little Richard had already done it. Right. Um, Set the tone. I know he did. It was, uh, and let's talk a bit about him being a queer trailblazer. The 1950s weren't exactly picking for LGBTQ plus folks, especially in the music business, but there that, was Little Richard. Was that the wasn't that the Lavender Scare? period um yes and so this is where he um lavender scare started really at the same time as it was going off topic for a minute the lavender scare was the same time frame um and dealt much more in the actual movies aspect of it okay tried to but but it all he does cross over in this he, he goes but you know yeah. Sorry, I, sorry I interrupted you. Oh, no, no, you're good. That, that, that's what this is about. Um, so, uh, so the 1950s weren't exactly a picnic for LGBTQ plus folks, especially in the music business. But there was Little Richard, strutting his stuff and challenging norms like he was auditioning for America's next top trailblazer. But here's where the story takes a twist. Little Richard's religious upbringing played a big role in his life. He grappled with reconciling his deep-rooted beliefs with his vibrant queer identity. It was like a tug of war going on inside him. Can you imagine being in his shoes, a musical sensation on one side and a person on face of the other? The conflicts, my God, were, had to be overwhelming. Just think about that, Holly. Yeah. That here's this guy, a black man. Black man. In the South. 19 born in the 1930s already controversies yeah, yeah realizing you're gay okay these are things that we can't even truly wrap our minds around to that level um i want to talk briefly about his personal life in 1957 little richard dropped a bombshell on the world he got married to earn i know you should see the look on her face folks i was <laughs> like married. wait what to Ernestine Campbell, a fellow musician, the tabloids went berserk and people everywhere scratched their heads thinking, hold on, isn't this the guy who wears outfits that outshine the sun? Yep, he was the one. Now their marriage didn't exactly go the distance. It was more like a whirlwind romance. <laughs> it's a reminder that even rock and roll, oh yeah. It's even a reminder that even rock and roll religions have their own love stories complete with plot twists and unforgettable soundtracks. The marriage lasted a total of 18 months. Um, okay. And basically what it did is for a brief time period, it allowed people to go, okay, yeah, he's normal. He may be weird, but he's normal. Look, he likes women, so he's, he's okay. You know, so it, my guess is they don't talk about, you know, anything I look at, they don't talk about it. But my guess is a record company or his management said, you know what? You need to get married. You need to get married. Put this, put this to bed, as it were, so people quit. Yeah. yeah. Because he had a lot of, a lot of, you know, whispers about him being, about him being a queer man. And again, mm -hmm. let's keep this in perspective: a queer black man who, a lot of places, he was not allowed to go into. He could perform at these places, but he wasn't allowed to go in them. He could not use the restrooms. 
So let's keep all this in perspective, how, how you know, it, I couldn't even imagine the struggles he was going through. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're allowed to come in here and entertain us and serve us in that way. And then you can't use the bathrooms. Can't use the bathrooms. And my God, don't don't say who you truly are. God. So let's talk about the ripple effect of Willie Richard's audacious spirit on queer culture. He wasn't just a singer. He was a revolution wrapped in a leather jacket. His unapologetic self-expression inspired countless LBGTQ plus folks to embrace their true selves. Like he was the Pied Piper authenticity. A lot of gay people, I, gay in particular, gay men, used him as a standing point. Look, if R Little Richard can, because he wore makeup. He wore flashy clothes. He wore ruffles in right. the 50s. If, if he can do that, I can do that. Yeah, then that makes it a little bit better for me. Again, we go back to him being queer, gay, black. Queer, all these things combined. If he could do it, then, other, then I could do it too. And as I said, he was considered the architect of rock and roll, but he was the foreman of the rock and roll revolution. Little Richard was like the magician who pulled the rabbit out of the hat and then made the hat disappear. His legacy is a testament to the power of authenticity, innovation, and the ability to change society through the magic of music. Damn. Now, brace yourselves because this here comes the punchline. <laughs> In his later years, Little Richard did a complete 180 and renounced his identification as a gay man. He even claimed that he believed homosexuality was unnatural. No. It's like the plot, yep, it's like a plot twist. I had no idea. Yeah. So there's a point where he said, um, well, yeah, basically, you go, I, that, that it's a sin. But remember, his deep religious upbringing. Gosh. That would have been so hard. You know, the time period he grew up in, I'm not, I'm not defending him. No. Or but criticizing have, him. He's human, just like everybody yeah. else. You go through shit. Wow, I did not know, I know. that. Yeah, no, he he, and it went. This is it went back and forth. There were times. I mean, for obviously for years he didn't say who he was, you know, and then he finally uh, he had uh, several interviews in the late eighties, early nineties, and said, "Oh yeah, I'm gay." And then towards the end of his life, he said, "Oh no, I'm not. It's wrong. It's evil. It's a sin." So my, you know, I'm really I'm guessing to what his feelings were but very deeply religious man he knew that in his mind he was going to be meeting his maker soon and it was still to him a sin obviously so he was and trying so he, to make yeah, space for that yeah i mean so i i get it i don't understand it but i get it i mean you're also talking to a person who's very out you know i am out as a queer man and i I mean, I'm an I'm an atheist, so it, these are hard. Where I accept his beliefs, I I don't believe them, you know. So it's, right. it's a weird combination to come from. Um, now let's take a close look at the complexities of Little Richard's queer identity. It wasn't just a footnote in, in his life; it was an entire chapter filled with triumphs and tribulations. Imagine being a trailblazing queer icon in an era that wasn't it wasn't just frowned upon; it was practically forbidden. It was forbidden. Little Richard queer identity was a beacon of light in a world still shrouded in darkness. It was a declaration that said, I am who I am and I won't apologize for it. Which is true. That is how he made his, I mean, that's, I mean, as I, and I say this a little bit later on in here, 
he it was amazing what he could do have you ever listened to his version of tutti frutti do you even know that song i do yes i know the song well no i you know i wasn't <laughs> sure so yes i know the to... song but i i can't i honestly can't say i recall his version of it but well and I, he I had heard it. yeah he's had the he had the ultimate version he had the version that was first popular it um and then pat boone took it and really sanitized it Exact same song. She's listened to both of them, went after each other. Little Richards is full of sex and sounds nasty. I mean, I don't know how it just sounds okay. nasty. Okay. Then you get Pat Boone's version, which doesn't. It's flat, you know, but it was safe for the white American audience to listen to. Which, you know, so, we got to protect yeah. that white sensitivity. Oh, yeah. So I, I always have to talk about that, that it just, his version just sounds nasty. That's a. <laughs> So, um, let, so in the end, Little Richard's life was like a sitcom with more plot twists than a pretzel. He was complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you like that. He was complicated, charismatic, and sometimes conflicted, just like all of us. But here's the kicker. Even with all the fame and fortune, he wasn't always happy with who he was. It's a reminder that in the end of the day, even legends are just humans with their quirks. So here's Tilda Richard, the original rock and roll ringleader, who kept us guessing, grooving, and contemplating the beautiful messiness of being human. Little Richard's journey was a reminder that even in the face of adversity, even when the world said no, you can still be unapologetically you. So there's my thing about Little Richard. He um, he did everything. He was uh, he was a I mean, we can say a rock and roll icon. He also appeared in movies. He was a huge draw in Vegas, across the South. And then he was very, very religious and denounced who he really was at the end of his life. And who knows? Who knows? He could have had this big change and he made it, you know, in the end, he also goes, no, I'm straight. I like a pussy. I don't believe that for a second. So, but I don't believe it for a second either. But yeah. I'm not. I'm not in his. I'm not in his body. I'm not in his soul. I don't have to. Yeah. Judge that, but I would be surprised. Yeah. But so, um, any questions, Holly? About I, I. I found him really fascinating. I was. I. You know, I learned some things. Um, I. Yeah, I didn't know that, but it also he lived a long time and he lived through a lot of things that in some ways we're in a parallel to as a society yeah. and might have been why i picked him <laughs> <laughs> which you know it, you know we talk about we have news we talk about queer news and my goal is to always find positive and just some of the shit out there that we that's going on and or and people that are fighting right that are fighting against it and 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 doing the doing the lord's work to protect the queer people. Um, amen. amen, sister. So I, I find I I find when we talk about our our queer icons, I would not be surprised. In almost every single one of those icons, they would come across with some sort of controversy themselves. Uh, I mean, look at look at Debbie Lovato, right? They've gone back and forth in their queer identity. So what? Okay, I don't care. You know what I mean? We talk about literature going back and forth now they in their identity. And I don't think 
Demi Lovato has necessarily the same influences as you know, obviously as a, as Little Richard did, but still had a lot happen in life that impacted them. You know, I I would disagree. I'm not uh, believe. I don't. I I don't think Demi Lovato isn't. I'm I'm not the age group she's going for. But right. I think and I think she is quite. I think in a lot of ways on the same level as Little Richard, because the difference is she's openly struggling. You see, because of she keeps changing who she is. That's that's normal. That's being a human, you know. Right. So it's um, I I don't I, I think she's just an imp- as important. I love all the people of this generation, the the Elliot Pages, the Demi Lovatos, all these people who are trying to be them true selves, and God love them, they're doing it in front of millions of people watching them and criticizing them and applauding them. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow, good for them. They're out there every day showing what we all can be and going up against these fucking naysayers, you know, so. It's not even I, naysayers, I think, they're haters. They are, yeah. they are hating individuals mm-hmm. that we still have to show up for and love. And hopefully they learn in that process. That does not mean we have to accept it. It does not mean that we have to, con- you know, it, you know, live with their re- choices. It means we show up and we speak our voice as well. And it's 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 hard. It is really hard. It, and I can only imagine what Little Richard went through as a as a queer person of color going through all of that. Again, making Georgia born in the 30s, all of that combined, I mean, Jesus wow. Christ. I mean, it's just, I mean, let's be honest. The difference that somebody, oh, having a hot flash, honey? Shut up. <laughs> I'm going to freaking turn this camera off. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I mean, even at that, you know, granted, not knowing any of it, but a person, a black man growing up in making Georgia in the 30s, compared to a white man growing up in Los Angeles in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. Yes, both had difficulties. I'm going to guess, not knowing, living through it, that the person living, the, the, the person of color living in Georgia in the 1930s had a, a much harder time than that white person living in Los Angeles in that same time frame. Yeah. I might be wrong, but I don't think so. I'm usually right about most things. So. <laughs> <laughs> well... Um, um, I, I want to, I want to move us to the next part of this conversation real quick. Yes. If you're good. Oh, I'm um, always good. I'm amazing I, by the way, but you know, that's another story. So I am, that's at least what Dean says. You know, <laughs> I'm amazing, baby. Um, I'm going to be on the, on the website. I'm going to, when we post this episode, I'm also going to take down the, um, contact us form. We are getting a necessary amount of spam versus uh, like hundreds of spam versus the one email that comes through that we actually want. So our email is still open at conundrum at conundrum.com. You can still contact us that way as well as any of our social media accounts. But we are, uh, I think just for my sanity of mailbox management, I'm going to take down the website uh, form, contact us form, because it's really not serving a purpose that we thought it would. Well, and honestly, 
I was going to talk to you about that tomorrow in our meeting about just getting rid of the email for those reasons, but we'll we'll talk more tomorrow. Yeah, there you <laughs> so. go. So there'll be some change. There'll be some changes. Yeah, yeah. It's just unnecessary amount of spam that we don't need. We just don't need that no. in our lives. But no, um, it's been good to be back, and I think our the format that we have that we bring a little bit of news, bring a little bit of pop culture, or something surprising to kind of wrap us up. Uh, I think is is going to be good for us and where we are in our lives. Um, of always, always, always open to anyone who wants to join our show. We can send you the questionnaire um, and get you slotted into one of our opening um, openings that we have. But also topics that you might be interested in. We're still open to those items as well. So shoot them to us. So the best way to get a hold of us right now is through our Facebook page or Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, those are going to be the best ways because honestly. I, the, with all the, I mean, truly with all the spam that's coming through on the email. So, um, I actually, right now I'm at almost 10,000 Twitter followers. <laughs> I have shut my Twitter off because <laughs> I just, that is just some BS. Let's call it X. Let's do this. Let's, I'm just like, figure yourself out and I'll think about coming back right now. I'm I'm in the Facebook Instagram world and mo mostly towards the Instagram of, of the world and that's just that's where I'm at. Like I said, well, between between you and I, we cover a majority of the popularish. Yeah. Uh, so I think the majority of us. So we do well and, on that. And so. people love you and they want to hear from you, man. So well, of course they do because I am fucking amazing, and you're okay, Holly. Exactly. I'm okay. <laughs> No, you're amazing too. Okay, I got it out. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. <laughs> I think we're both amazing individuals. I think our spouses, Desiree and Dean, are amazing individuals. They are um, lucky to have us in their lives. I personally believe so. I believe that I believe that Dean and Desiree should be down on their knees nightly thanking thanking the powers to be that were part of their lives oh but, is that you know, where you're going with it okay yeah no <laughs> i thought about going the other way but you know <laughs> I, <was> like, ah. <laughs> I didn't want desiree to beat the shit out of me the next time she saw and me you so. know she can <laughs> no um i think we're very lucky to have the the friends and family we do absolutely we, we are in a better place than a lot of queer people because we overall we're very accepted in, in our friends and family so supported yeah yeah so i think that we're very very lucky in that aspect and the ones who aren't supportive of us are no longer family members either one of us yes so i mean that's the way it goes anyway it is anyway i love you guys love you thank you so much for joining our podcast and until next time be well and be queer, you wonderfully fabulous motherfuckers! <laughs> I do miss that. All right. Love you guys. <laughs> Love you. Mwah. Thank you for connecting with us on this week's Conundrum. Connect with us on Facebook. Instagram. Twitter. At Quernundrum Podcast. And email us at Quernundrum at Quernundrum.com. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Until then, peace and be well. And be queer.